The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. for planned banter i'm ready for planned banter okay so but you don't know what this is but i've been thinking about this for a long time okay let's hear it okay do you remember because you have a horrible memory so yes. i thought i'd ask you true do you remember when you decided to make homemade eggnog <laughs> i do remember that yeah <laughs> wait how's this tying in to it, the, today's topic it's really not but so, because I got really sick the other night from eggnog, right? And I was throwing it away. Because they, they 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 sell eggnog earlier and earlier in the year it's now. It's witch eggnog now. There's a little witch on it. Oh, because so, it was Halloween. It's yeah, so Christmas. I was I was one hundred percent on board. Because it's September, so we got to get ready for Halloween. Yeah, before Labor Day. But yeah, keep it's going. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So, but I remember because you made an entire. So okay. Why did you make an entire gallon of it? Because eggnog is expensive and milk is cheap, and so you is can it... make it out of milk. And eggs, I think. I don't remember how I did it. It was like tapioca pudding. There was, I think, there was tapioca pudding oh, stuff it was, in it. It was, it was not very good. I didn't, I did not drink any. That means that you drank an entire gallon of homemade eggnog. Like, oh my gosh! Like, that's why did, I'm so strong today. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Is it only because you're so cheap? Yeah, I'm, really I'm 100% only? cheap. Eggnog is not that much more expensive. You want to know why I'm cheap today? Why? So I can be rich tomorrow but you won't spend that's money. <laughs> that's what we're talking about today morning everybody welcome to the morning struggle podcast i'm ty i'm jesse and we bring you habits of successful people and today which was a great tie-in you're ba- welcome jess you're, thank had, you i had no idea we're talking about delayed or deferred gratification yeah i'm gonna put it under the bracket of delayed gratification because that's what my studies have defined it as okay so you're delayed I'm deferred. Oh my gosh. Means the same thing. Kind of. And we're going to get right into it. We're <laughs> going to get into the history of deferred gratification or delayed gratification, the science of yep. delayed gratification, An and then how plan. you can action plan so you can be happy in the future and not today. Yes. This day in history. That was a joke on not being happy today. But delayed gratification, deferred gratification is essentially planning for the future for a benefit right so that does not put off, benefit you now i'm going to put off today so i can benefit more tomorrow or a long time in the future yep. right the marshmallow test the very famous yeah year. the stanford marshmallow test i'm, I'm guessing you're going to talk absolutely about absolutely i am we're going to talk about the ultimate delayed gratification which is retirement oh it's you my tell me a lot. favorite topic. Oh my gosh, to talk we talk about, about this. So I'm going to tr- try Saturday. to keep this down to three or four hours on the history segment. Okay, perfect. And then we'll go from there. Did you know that retirement is a fairly new phenomenon? Oh, most, when... most people worked until they died. You farmed, and then one day you're like, oh, grandpa died. Well, see, he, that one. You can't come work the farm today. That would make it. sense because if, if you're not, it's not like you're stowing away money, you're just working your farm, right? Yep. Yeah, and in 1881, Otto von Bismarck, 
He was the um, the prime minister or president of Prussia. Oh, hey, uh, do you think he would have let me call him Biz? He he, he was a Biz, original Bismarcky. Um, he presented <laughs> the idea of a government-run retirement plan. Oh, no kidding. At 70 years old. And you say, okay, sounds oh. good. But in 1881, people lived to be about 60 years old. So oh, it was, that's a perfect system. It was perfect retirement plan. You have people... You're almost there. <laughs> You're almost to the golden ages. So, um, but he kind of said... At about 60 or 70, people stopped doing good work. They couldn't do work anymore, so they wanted a government-sponsored plan. So in the United States, we had something similar. We had the first pension, which was American Express, in 1875. And then in 1935, the United States enacted the Social Securities Act. In what year? 1935. Oh, 1935. Yep, 1935. Not that long ago. 1935 is when we started Social Security. This was like Great Depression era. Yeah. So people wanted to not work when they're older, mainly because they were disabled. You you get so old, you can't work anymore, and then you become really poor. Well, so but, you would well, hope to either care, die younger yeah. or be wealthy and have like an estate. Well, because quality of life, like if you can't work and you don't have anyone to take care of you, it, I mean, it's it's essentially making you get to that poverty level and die a distressing It, it used life to be like a, a safety net death. in case you live too long. A life expectancy in that time in 1935 was 58 years old. Okay. And retirement age was 65. So you had to oh. live seven years past life expectancy. Well, what happened as we get a little older in time, yeah. our life expectancy started going up with advances in healthcare and modern medicine. We lived longer, but retirement age kind of stayed at that 60 to 65. That's 65 years old. Well, that's the thing. Do they need to expand it out? No, no. So now people were, instead of like, oh, in case I live too long, I'll be taken care of, was, hey, I'm going to live and I can start collecting Social Security. Right. That's one problem why our Social Security system is just so overwhelmed is people are living a lot longer. So there's more people collecting. But but people also said, well, now I've got time to go golf or bird watch or whatever it is. So all of a sudden, retirement was a goal instead of, I really hope I don't get there was I really want to get there so I can spend the last 10 years of my life or 20 years of my life, whatever you have, doing whatever it is I want. Right. So it's a very new, weird phenomenon. That's but, interesting. But we're going to get... Do oh, you want to go bird watching when we retire? Well, I don't I know. Didn't even I didn't think I figure that. I'm going to be old and I'll have broken my ankle so many times that <laughs> I'll have one leg by then. Um, I broke my ankle again, everybody. It was, it was, it was a long a good story. Time, yeah. uh, so let's go into though the deferred gratification. So okay. it, used to be, it used to be pensions... Mm-hmm. So we have Social Security, we have pensions, yep. and then all of a sudden, small businesses couldn't really afford pensions, big businesses didn't want to fork out for pensions. So in 1974, Congress passed the ERISA Act, which is the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Okay. These, these all make sense here in a second. All right, okay? I like it. So in 1974, they said, okay, people are relying too much on Social Security mm-hmm. or they're putting in after-tax investments. We need to give them a break to give them a uh, like a boost or a carrot to start saving for retirement Yeah. so we can afford this. We'll talk real quick about like what retirement accounts are. So imagine you have a box. Okay. Okay. And you have all these boxes. Mm-hmm. And one box is a 401k. And one okay. box is a Roth IRA. Right. And one box is a, a simple IRA. Mm-hmm. All these boxes are just how the government taxes it. You put into your box a Apple stock. Okay. You put into your box a bar of gold, okay. whatever it is. But where, how you put that or which box you put it into mm-hmm. is how the government looks at it and says, oh, 401k box, you don't need to pay us anything now. 
But when you pull that gold bar out of that box, I'm taking your tax cut. Okay. Okay. Roth IRA, they say, whoa, whoa, you want to put something in that box? You need to pay taxes on that first. You put it in your box. I don't care what you do with your box. Oh, so, okay. So and, you don't have to pay it when you it pull it, you pull it out again? Right. So oh, okay. so people get confused because they're like, well, a Roth IRA is different than my 401k. Like, what do I put in? Like, how does it work? Right. Like, well, it's all the same investments. You can put stocks. They're all boxes. Equities, bonds. It's just what box you put it in is how the government looks at that box. Okay. So we're going to we're gonna talk about my, my a few of my favorite ones. Oh my gosh, because you really do have favorite ones and I hear about them a lot. Oh yeah, because we have a simple IRA for work. I got 401k, 457, a Roth, Roth IRA. We got all of them. And you have a pension, which is nice. And I got a pension. So we, we are the, one of the lucky few who still have pensions. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about, first of all, the 401k. So ERISA Act in 1974. In 1978, the Revenues Act. And I'm not even looking at my paper. I know this in my brain. This is the first time. I'm super excited about this. But in, in the 1978 Revenue Act, there was just a a, a code in there. Mm-hmm. Um, in Congress Pact, it passed. It was the 401 colon or, or parenthesis K, K section of the code. Oh, and that's why it's named that. And that's that. why it's called the 401k. I like that. And it was to allow employees or employers to defer compensation to employees. Okay. So you could de- you could defer compensation to employees and not get taxed on that money. Okay. Until that money was used. Oh. That's, that's all it was. For two years, nobody did anything with it. Everybody's like, okay, great. And nobody thought, hey, I can make a bunch of more money by essentially deferring my salary Make, letting it grow over time and then start pulling it out until 1980. Um, but you don't have to put your full salary, right? Or was that just not understood? There's usually percentages. The, you, it's I'm a sorry, percentage. you're talking to a yeah financial person. So, so there's maxes <laughs> on what there's maxes on what you can put in. Yep, ninety thousand five hundred for the four hundred one k. Yeah, I know that you like you know that without looking at your paper. Yeah. seriously. Yeah. So, oh, I love you so much. I, I love you too. You're, okay. the re- you're the reason that I can retire. <laughs> That's right. So I don't even know where we got off. We got off. Let's, oh go, let's get back on to Ted Ted Benna. Ted mm-hmm. Benna mm-hmm. was a consultant, a financial consultant, and yep. he was working with a bank, and they were figuring out how to essentially like ease their patient or their employees into saving more money for retirement okay. instead of doing a pension because pensions are expensive. Right. So he said, well, hey, there's this new tax code in the Internal Revenue Act and or the Revenue Act, and we can essentially defer their compensation. What was his name again? Ted Benna. So Teddy comes up with this idea in 1980, and he's the first guy. First guy, two years after the act is he passed. Probably, he probably has a cool 80s jacket, and he's just like, "Let's do this." He did, and he, he shows him here a picture of him. He's got like the boombox on his above his head. <laughs> he's, he's holding it up to the bank, the bank president. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's the 401k came like out of mistake, and now it's one of the largest holdings. People have their wealth in is Which their four one k, and it's only in the eighties because usually they have an employer match, right? Right. Which right. you absolutely need to take advantage of if yeah. you have that. It's free money. Yeah. It's like somebody saying, like, "Hey, if you put down a ten dollar in the pot, I'll put down ten dollars in the pot, and then you can keep both ten dollars." And you're like, oh, "Nobody would turn that. Nobody down would turn that down if it was so, a physical yep. interaction." Yeah. So, so my favorite investment vehicle, though, yes, of is course. the Roth IRA. Love it. You love it so I love much. It. Everybody should do Roth IRA, even if you're rich and you need to do backdoor. Like, do it. Because when you're old and you have put in your $500 a month and you say $500 a month, mm-hmm. that's a crazy amount of money. You know, the I could buy a, a Dodge Hellcat for $500 a month and go racing on the street. I wouldn't even need to be retired because I'd die at, right. in, in 10 years. 
So I can't drive a Hellcat. Cause, yeah, because it's too fast of a car for me. <laughs> but with the with the Roth IRA, you will have if you put five hundred dollars a month in when you start when you start working. Mm-hmm. I know it's a lot of money, but you'll have millions of dollars in that account. Millions of dollars when you retire. Right. Not million millions. Simply and by doing that every month. Simply by just doing that every month. Everybody says, oh, if I won the lottery, if I had a million dollars, you know what I'd do? I'd give it all to charity. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you know you. You buy more Hellcats. Yeah. So, <laughs> have a fleet of them. <laughs> have a fleet of them. The, the, the Roth IRA didn't come about until 1997. 1997? Yep. So in 1997, the, pa- the Taxpayer Relief Act expanded the IRA from ERISA. Okay into Roth ability. This was a senator. Guess what his name was? What? William Victor Roth. What? That's why we get the Roth IRA. That's a pretty, he said, that's he a wanted cool to thing. say, well, the tax deferment's great, but what about like tax-free growth? Mm-hmm. So you put in your money after tax. Mm-hmm. So I, you pay me $100, the government takes 10, and then I put $90 in that IRA. Right. It grows to a million dollars. Well, I say, well, I need a million dollars because I need to buy my fleet of yeah. cars. Yes, exactly. Well, the government says, okay, I can't touch a penny of that money. Because it's a Roth IRA. That is such a huge investment tool because regular investments, right. you pay after tax. Right. Then you have to pay taxes on the, the dividends that they give you. The company says, hey, we're doing really good. We made an app that shows you when you were a baby in case you don't have baby <laughs> pictures. And they said, here's here's 2% of your, your, your back to you. Uh-huh. We got to pay taxes on that. And then when you use the money, you got to pay capital gains taxes on what you've earned. Like the government takes so much money and all of a sudden they say, hey, we're not going to take very much money anymore from you. Right. Boom. You got to take, you got to take advantage of that. Absolutely. So. You know, what's funny is that one day you're going to come home and you're going to have Mr. Roth's, Mr. Roth's face like on your chest. That would be a great t-shirt. Be, I mean, or a tattoo. I was thinking. William Victor Roth. Boom. What would William Victor Roth do? Yeah. No more Chuck Norris. No. <laughs> we don't care about Chuck Norris punching faces. We care about William Victor Roth giving us the Roth IRA and making us all millionaires. That's right. You can make it rain money like crazy. And then you can make it rain money like crazy. And the government's be like, he's making it rain. That's great. Nothing we can do. <laughs> so that's the ultimate deferred gratification. Yes, and delayed, absolutely. And delayed gratification. Well, that's the thing is if you're putting away $500 and you're going to be, you know, you're going to win the lottery when you get older. If you do this tiny sliver and yeah. then five hundred dollars is not tiny, it's actually but... if you start when you're 20 it's a hundred dollars a month and when you retire at 65 you'll have over a million dollars no 20 year old has a hundred dollars to put into. I, and that's the thing i get when you're young you don't yeah. have the money but if you just if you just say hey you know what i'm working at hot dog on a stick and i hate my stupid little hat but you know what i'm gonna put a bunch of this money away because i'm either broke right now or really broke right now mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter right. i'm just gonna put that away if you can teach your kids, if you're young, you just do it. If you can just get that there, mm-hmm. you will be an old person like, oh, hey, should we buy a, a boat off of the coast of Monaco because I want to watch the Grand Prix, <laughs> the Formula One Grand Prix from my new boat? Like, yeah, yes, sure, why not? Absolutely. Let's, let's do this. Thank you, hot dog on a stick. All those things you dream about when you say, what if I, because I know everybody does it because I do it. I was walking down the street. What if someone just gave me a McLaren F1? Like he pulled up and he's like, hey man, I don't like this car. The clutch is too hard. Here you go. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I would love, I love a McLaren F1. <laughs> you can actually go buy one of those if you just do this simple deferred gratification. Yes. Please, please, please do that so we can all be old and miserly and not spend any of our money because we did a <laughs> lifetime of making our own eggnog. I think... <laughs> So I thought you wanted a bunch it. of buddies to like 
race your cars around because you all bought Hellcats because you're all zooming around Salt Lake City busting into things because you all defer. Wait, did we start a fast and furious group? (laughs) And it's furious, not furious. Because it's a Hellcat. Because it's, well, they had Japanese tuner cars. Oh my gosh, we got off track and we're already already way deep in this episode. That's amazing. So that's all I got for history. I love it. Sorry if it was super confusing. You can DM me later and we can talk for days. He will literally about, talk to you about for how days. to become millionaires. Loves it. Let's get back into the science of what happens in our brains when we delay our gratification. So first we need to understand what we're doing when we are not deferred. You're, you messed up my wording now. Delayed gratification. So when we're delaying or deferring, what we're not doing. When we're buying now. When we're Im- buying now. Immediate gratification. Yeah, immediate gratification. What we're doing is we are easing discomfort. Okay. So we're okay. uncomfortable. Yeah. We want to fix that uncomfortable feeling. Right. And so we buy something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we buy something. We use drugs. We eat a bunch of food. Um, oh, it's, just, it's just about money. It's about it's anything. It's literally anything. Okay. Like if we're, we're having sexual encounters if we're yelling at someone that's way more satisfying than whole like managing emotion right okay right so every single time that we give in to these gratifications whatever they are we do get a dopamine dump and if we're more distressed like a, an umbrella distressed we're, we're going to dopamine seek more so like, like we do on all our, our stuff we, we seek that, that dopamine, that yes. endorphin response. Because it makes us feel a little better. So when we have a hit of it, we're going to repeat that behavior. Right. Okay. And I would say even, I mean, like right now, very stressful time for everybody, right? right. And so umbrella-wise, we have a lot of distress. So we're more likely to be angry, to spend money, to eat a bunch of food that we wouldn't normally eat. We have a, we have a lot of reasons, quote-unquote, to give in to our gratifications uh, because of the general stress. So our our threshold is a lot thinner at this point. So when, our, when we're, we have high stress, our threshold for delaying gratification is a lot less. Yes. Okay. But here's the thing. Or a lot more. It's harder to delay gratification. It's harder to, yeah, because right. we, we're seeking that dopamine, right? So what they have found is that the most effective uh, personality trait slash um, person, person trait, because you can develop this. This isn't necessarily a personality trait out the gate. Okay, so you, it's a it's a skill or a personality trait. Yeah, and okay. it's a nature nurture argument, just like everything in psychology. Um, but it it is the most important thing if you want s- success in these four areas: careers, relationships, general health, and finances. So pretty much life, everything, like literally life. You need to have lo- or know how to defer gratification and do it well. So you need to delay. You need to delay gratification if you want to be successful in the major areas of what we consider life. Right, and okay. and this is a no brainer here, but there's a ton of studies, so I have to say it. Um, it obviously the the more delayed gratification you have, the better uh, self control that you have, and you actually hit your long term goals faster. Wait, so if you actually delay your gratification, you mm-hmm. hit your goal faster than if you immediately gratify. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and and even in the timeline that let's say that because like you're a planner, right? Oh, I'm a planner. Oh my gosh, especially financially, and the Roth is no joke, guys. Yeah. It is no joke every no Saturday joke. morning. Um, <laughs> so, but we will actually we because I'm I'm piggybacking on your deferred gratification. Um, we will actually hit your goals um, sooner simply because we're doing it now and that we're very disciplined in it. Okay, that makes sense. Right. And right. It, it, of course it does. And and when you look at money, it's kind of simple to see. But even with like, 
if you're, um, I don't like the diets, but diets or like lifestyle changes, if the more disciplined you are, obviously the, the quicker you'll hit your goals. Okay. But even like a relationship, if you want a, yeah. a family or something like that, if you go out and search for a family real quick and you want something fast, mm-hmm. you're just going to have bad relationships. If you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to find my soulmate yeah. and the, my one partner and we're going to raise a great little family. You'll probably get there a lot faster. Yeah. And you'll work really hard at it because you know that that's what okay. you want. Right. Right. So the Stanford marshmallow study obviously is very well known. Everybody knows it. And Every- if you don't know it, YouTube it because it's hilarious to watch. It is so cute watching them like try so to. What is the marshmallow study? So what it is, is they took a bunch of, I think it was six year olds. This has been replicated over and over and over. Um, but they took a bunch of kiddos. They gave them one marshmallow. They said if they waited a certain amount of time. Uh, then they would get two marshmallows. And then they left the room. And then, and then the they researcher left the room, left the room and yeah. left them alone with the marshmallow. Yeah. So, and kids did a variety of things to try to d- delay their gratification of this marshmallow. Some of them ate it right away. Didn't even, <laughs> yeah. the, the researcher didn't even get out of the room before, right? And others would cover it up. They would sing songs. They would play with toys. They would look other, like they'd look at the clock. Like they did a lot of different things to delay their gratification to get that second marshmallow. And this is where the nurture nature piece comes into play because were those kids just naturally able to do that? Or were they, did they exercise some sort of practical skill? But regardless, those kids are probably going to be more successful in the major areas of life. And and they actually looked up the original study. Those kids are more successful. What? They actually proved it? Yeah, they actually, the kids that just naturally did it. Okay. But but that's really distressing for me to be like, oh, I wasn't born naturally with a delayed gratification gene, right? right? Um, So this is why I'm going to give you practical skills to to exercise that muscle so that you can do this even if this is not natural to you. Is that the action plan? That's the action plan. But that's a cliffhanger there. What I think was interesting was that right now, I would say... And our general generation believes that children have a less of an attention span and less ability for delayed gratification, right? Probably, probably because of our immediate response to screens and, and yeah. our fast-paced society. That is not true. What? Yeah. So they redid this study in the 80s, and they found that kids actually can wait an entire minute longer. In the 80s than the original study? Or not the 80s, in the, ni- in the 90s. 90s from in the, the 90s. 80s. Yep. Okay. And then in 2000, they found that kids actually had two minutes longer in delayed gratification. Our kids are getting better at delayed gratification? Yes. And do you want to know the theory why? I do. Uh, early education. Oh, okay. Because education is all about uh, delayed gratification. Right. It's a st- it, There's stickers. There's a token economy. There's all kinds of stuff to get them to you know, not act out, not to hit their buddy, not to eat their lunch an hour into school, that right. kind of stuff, right? Right. So we are, we're using that extra, we're exercising that muscle in them so that they are able to delay Which their gratification proves later on. it is a skill not a born personality trait yes nice isn't that amazing yeah. but what's interesting is adults suck at this adult yes. adults eat the marshmallow right away they, well because here's the problem as adults we have the ability to rationalize out why we need that marshmallow now Oh, okay. Right? So we get into habits of eating the marshmallow right away, whatever your marshmallow is, right? Right. We can go click on Amazon and get exactly what we need right now within a day, right? right? Because we get into these habits, right? We also don't have to work extremely hard to get something. Like we, if I want a fire, I don't have to go chop down a tree. And then make it by whittling sticks together. Yes. And so so this is what they're, they're thinking is that it's not so much that we 
just as adults, we lose this skill or that we're just awful at it or is it, it's our screens and blah, 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 right? It's just not honed. It's Well, it's not honed for one thing, but it's, but it's also we don't have to go through the entire process. We don't have the distraction to have to wait for it. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Because if I'm going to make a fire, there's a whole process and I have to executive functioning how I'm going to get to that fire. Whereas now, if I want to fire, I'm going to cruise over to the Maverick, get it some wood, and then come home and light it up. We just push a button now. We just have an electric oh, yeah. fireplace. Oh, yeah. Push even... a button. You got a fire. <laughs> well, yeah. But and I guess that's true. Yeah. Good point. Good it's point. Even worse, yeah. Um, I know. Why don't we have to go to Maverick? Yeah. Um, but, but that's the thing is we don't have to go through that entire process. So, therefore... We don't exercise that muscle as much as we used to. Okay. That makes perfect sense, actually. Right. So um, what we need to do is we need to increase our tolerance of dissatisfaction in order to bubble this out into self-control and being able to apply this to long-term goals. And the three principles, I'm going to give you actual exercise. Wait, is this action plan or are we still in science? No, this is, the okay. action plan will come later. Okay. But the, the three ideas that I want you to keep as we move forward, can the principles that have come out of these studies, um, one, that we need to realize that we're seeking dopamine, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, it changes our behavior when we seek dopamine. Okay. Like a, like a junkie, like our adrenaline junkie. Right. Drugs, all that stuff right. is a dopamine seeking. Right. And it changes who we are as a human being. Like you might not like uh, folks who use use drugs and who are addicted to drugs uh, will go to great lengths and do some. Maybe they'll start pawning their mom's jewelry right. when that is not the, them. That is not them. Right. That's their addiction. OK. And so this idea that it will change our behavior and it will change our entire life because we're seeking that dopamine. Okay, so that's the first principle. The second principle is that the more that we eliminate temptation or autopilot our plan, the better off we are, which makes sense because you just don't have the opportunity. You, you put your retirement savings on direct deposit. Yep. You do your autopilot with, I um, get up every morning and read my book or whatever it is. Yes, exactly. So you just have less temptation, less opportunity to mess up, right? Right. And then third is making a grace gap. What's a grace gap? A grace gap. So essentially... Whatever whatever decision needs to, to happen or whatever thing you're going to get, you have to have a time period before you get it. So like uh, the Amazon thing, like we love ordering one day, stuff. One day shipping. Yeah, one day shipping. We love that, right? Well, if you just make it a thing in your house, like maybe you don't have Prime, right? Okay. So you have to wait for the shipping to get here longer. Just by doing that. Or you put all your things in your Amazon. Oh, you batch it. Um, you batch it. You put mm -hmm. it in your cart. And then you don't buy it till the end of the month. Yes, okay. exactly. Oh, the end of the month? I was thinking like the end know. of the week or the okay. day, whatever. But I, but I defer long way out because I want my goals huge. Listen, Mr. <laughs> Mister Clicky, you order so much Amazon and it is like always one day shipping. And if it's not here in a day, you're like, what is this about? Yeah, I'm upset. I, I need my shipping. dopamine response. Because I get a dopamine response when I click it and I get a dopamine response when the doorbell rings. Exactly. <laughs> and as you open it, it's a whole, there's yeah. there's a reason why there's those unboxing videos is oh. because people can watch it and you also get a dopamine response. Isn't that wild? I know. Anyway, totally off subject. But that's the thing is we want to have a gap between whatever you're getting and uh, when you actually get it. Okay. Okay. So those are the principles behind delayed gratification. Yes. Yeah. We're going to go in the action plan and actual practical application. Yes. And what you do to build that skill. Uh -huh. But before we do, let's do some coffee segment. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee, trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepy 
kindness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes Disclaimer for the coffee segment. Yep. Jesse came up with it. Real so good. it's right now it's September, beginning of September. I guarantee it's not the beginning of September. I guarantee it's, it's a Halloween coffee segment. She wouldn't tell me what it is. And she says, You're it's probably gonna be upset about it. I bet you it's a Halloween coffee it's not segment. A Halloween what what specific. is what is your coffee segment? Okay. So I gotta set this up. So we went to um, our little local Starbucks in the grocery store the other day. Yeah. And they had their little pumpkin spice. Oh my God. Yeah, they had their pumpkin spice. Um, large sign up. It uh-huh. it was the size of me, guys. It was a pumpkin spice latte, the size of me. And guess what they didn't have? What they did not have? Pumpkin spice. Remember, I wanted oh. to order it, and they didn't have it. And they're like, oh, not yet, because it's September. Not don't yet, be weird. because it's, and I'm we like, barely don't just had the 4th of July. Don't, yeah. put your, don't put your sign up until you're ready to serve me this pumpkin spice. But you would need to do your delayed gratification. That's what they're, they're priming you for oh, delayed gratification. You showed awful. up, you it want was, a pumpkin spice, now you have to wait. And anything, anything I would have ordered after that would have not been sufficient to that pumpkin spice latte. You need I'm just, your dopamine response. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, I, and it was it was as big as me, honey. Okay. It was so, as big as me anyway so, so this i was very me. irate this is very irate so anyway do you want to know how pumpkin spice latte came to be oh i absolutely do yeah so in 2003 this is fairly recent then yeah starbucks was trying to figure out what to do with fall makes sense it's yeah. a it's a hard time for everybody it is hard time for everybody. well because here's the thing in christmas and and they do their christmas cups and i i am not hip so i don't understand people get were really upset last year about I mean, the cups they changed the color of the cups you yeah they made change. it they had less detail yeah, i don't remember because they made it just like deal. basic green or red or whatever you, you have the, the decals on there i know they have lots of it's christmas time dads and such anyway keep anyway going. So they had their their peppermint latte and they had an eggnog latte that was just knocking out of the park. They had their cups that people were starting to collect or collect whatever. Or, I don't know I what don't they know do they with them. They got really upset about it, though. So anyway, these things were really just doing super, super well. And they're like, well, how do we capitalize on this? Because obviously all women in the world are drinking these this time of year. How do we really capitalize on fall? And men, don't be gender biased. Oh, that's true. But I mean, like... Okay. I, I drink the eggnog and pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> yeah, all the time. Too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, all right. Keep okay, going, though. But you, do you post about it on your Instagram story? I should. If I if I knew how to post on Instagram, <laughs> I absolutely you would. You post on Instagram. You should do the story, though. I, you and I your pumpkin spice latte. It was too hard. It's I not didn't that even hard. know. Anyway, keep going. Okay. So anyway, so in 2003, they sat down in their little science lab. They call it something specific, and I totally lost it. I don't it's remember. Okay. Their science anyway, lab. So they're 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 coming up with different lattes. Okay. So um, there was that's this is actually so they're testing all the different ones. Caramel was one of them. Okay. Like the the salt caramel. Yeah. Um, and that actually did not make the cut in 2003. Really? No. So you can they were adding caramel, of course, because caramel is delicious, right? But an actual like caramel latte like business. Salted caramel. Yeah. Didn't make the cut. It's like that's not that's not folly enough. Not folly enough. All right. Right. And so they were going through these different things, and guess what made the cut? Pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin pie spice. Latte. Whoa, wait, so it went from pumpkin pie spice it was, lattes. It was spice. That makes more sense because a pumpkin is not a very tasty thing. Yeah, pumpkin's not very. But pumpkin pie is delicious. Yeah, so it was it was spiced pumpkin pie latte, 
and it didn't no one no one bought it it was not a, that big of a hit right yeah so and I, they think it was mainly marketing because if you're putting um spice pumpkin pie on a it's long it's uh, yeah and, and nobody it, really likes pumpkin pie anyway it's one of those pies you eat because oh, it's there stop. people like i like it okay. Okay. <laughs> okay but then some brilliant young marketer was like let's flip the words around why, cut a few of them out yeah why do we need pie nobody needs pie Nobody really eats pumpkin either. Nobody actually knows what it tastes like, so we can do whatever we want, and boom. Pumpkin spice was born. And then it was a big deal. For whatever reason, exact same drink, exactly the way that it came out of the lab, it was a pumpkin spice latte, and boom. Blew exploded, up. And now, right? you, I mean, you'll see in a few weeks, nothing but pumpkin spice stuff. Yeah, I mean, they have pumpkin spice, well, obviously candles and stuff, but lotions, Oh, I mean everything. We did it. There's a there's a whole you can probably look up. There's probably a multi billion dollar industry for pumpkin spice. Oh, that's a good. That so, would have been a, probably a better segment for a for a vegetable that nobody eats and you essentially <laughs> cut it. For it Halloween. symbolizes. It symbolizes. Symbolizes but, how immediate gratifying we need to be as a society. So we need lots of pumpkin spice, yeah, right, in September. A, right, that's, that's awesome, though. Yeah. So and then the nice thing about that is that car, the salted caramel. Latte also came in to be the next year. Because you couldn't live without salted caramel frappuccinos. Or, and that one got to lattes. stay all year long. Let's see. So, pumpkin spice doesn't get to stay all year long. It doesn't. So we, They make us delay our gratification for that yes, one. Yes, exactly. Because so. it has to be specific, right? All right. Yeah. So 2003. 2003. We can thank 2003 fairly, for that. Fairly new. Roth IRAs, pumpkin spice lattes, they're all fairly new phenomena. Everybody's just like, let's it, delay some gratification. We are living in a good time. We are. We are living in a good time. All right. Let's get back into action plan. And let's talk about the skills you need to be able to delay gratification better and longer. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. I am so excited for this part. Let's hear it. Okay. So, um, again, your pro- maybe personality-wise, you have this trait. If you're anything like me, you didn't have it. Did so, you? Do you think... Were you good as a little kid? Self-gratifying... Like gratification business? Like delaying my gratification? I probably was. I don't know. Uh, I think I was. Oh, you want to know why I was? Why? Because like my father would give me like a $20 bill to go buy a candy bar or whatever. And I would pocket the money. Okay. Like every kid does. Dads know that happens. I know my kids do it, right? Yeah. I'd pocket the money. And one day my mother was cleaning my room and she opened my sock drawer and I had hundreds of dollars in my sock drawer. She (laughs) thought I was dealing drugs or whatever. And I was like 12. And so my dad is like, you can't have as much cash in your drawer. So we went out and we bought a guitar so I could have a skill. And I wasn't just some miser like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Swimming in my gold coins. That's right. So I was I was a delayed gratifying from the beginning. You were a, you were a personality type. Uh-huh. I was not. Okay. You know that when you met me, like I had a truck payment and I was defaulting on a Two couch truck payment and a Camaro payment and a Camaro payment and my couches and your couches. Yeah, like I. You bought you bought a lot of stuff. They, yeah. They loaned you a lot of money without a job. I know. I had a job. I oh, had okay. a job, Sorry. but I did not have enough money to pay for those things. So yeah. They just were like, hey, let's do it. But that was also the, what, 90s, early 2000s? Oh, no, early it was early 2000s. 2000s. Yep. So they were just dealing out money to everybody. Yep. That's before the crash, the recession. Yeah, they yep. should have known. I should have known better, but yep. here we are. Okay. So here's some ideas if you need to practice this skill because you can practice it and you can be better at it. Okay. First off. It's a good thing to track and journal these things so that you can see your progress. Because okay, so you can it, go back and look and see how you're doing day to day, but also write it down so you keep that end goal in mind. Yes. Okay. So like when uh, we were doing the student loan stuff, I made a thermometer 
thing so right. I could scratch off our payments. Okay. Because sure. physic, like if I can physically see something, that makes way more sense to me than this magical student loan payment that's essentially a house payment. So write it down. Yeah, it's yucky. So if you write it down, it's a good way to do it. Goal setting, you should probably know what you're talking to, like what you like actually why, want to do. Why you just don't put money away to have millions of dollars. You want to know what you want to do with that later. Exactly. Because if a million dollars isn't going to mean anything unless you want to do something with it. Like you right. want to retire in a secure place or whatever. You want to travel or you yeah. want to donate to charity or whatever it is. You right. just got to know why. Right. Know and so why. once you know your long-term goal, you can make small changes towards it because for a lot of people, putting away $500 a month is going to be a big shift. Right. Right. So maybe start with 50 bucks. Okay. And just slowly work your way up to 500 and then you'll, but knowing what your long-term goal is, right? Why you're doing it. Yeah. Because then you're more motivated to get up to that 500 quicker, right? Makes sense. Um, Create a wish list. And the reason, not uh, what I want to do when I get older wish list, but a, all the things that you impulsively want to purchase or do, whatever that is. Okay. um, So you can see how often you actually just want random crap. Oh, like I want a new infinity scarf. To that's also a COVID scarf. <laughs> so, and then you, what? you write exactly right now. I do because I'm kind of chilly. Yeah. But I'm going to go upstairs and it's going to be hot. So right. I won't need it when I come upstairs. But if I had Amazon right here, you just click I'd it. probably buy it. Yeah. Okay. But that's exactly yeah, it. I you'll you'll it. see exactly how often you want to impulsively purchase things. Okay. Okay. Um, avoidance and autopilot things. I want you today put something on autopilot. And it doesn't have to be money. Money, it have money to is be... an easy one because it's quantifiable right. with, a, with a number. Right. But it could be anything. So you, you could say, you know, I want to be able to read a book in a day because what? some of my biggest heroes could read books in a day, like Teddy that's Roosevelt. A, that's a crazy goal. I know. Teddy Roosevelt was awesome. He was awesome. But I'm not going to get there unless I really can hone that skill of reading. Right. So maybe autopilot is every day I wake up and I read x amount of pages on a book and right it's just my autopilot yes so i don't have to think about it i wake up i read 10 pages right whatever that is yeah and okay. you're just putting something into action right now um this one i don't know that i agree with but i think i disagree with it because i don't like doing it it's uh de-emphasize rewarding yourself what does that mean so that means so like me if i'm going to clean the house i don't like cleaning the house so i will buy a new candle because i can light the candle after I've cleaned the house. Okay. So that's that's bribery. rewarding myself. It's bribery. It doesn't work with kids either. It does not. So uh, the, the key to that is we actually, we all do it to a certain extent. Sure. But we're trying to move away from that where we're doing things for the intrinsic reason, not because you have a new candle. Okay. Right? Um, it's also the same thing as like if you're working out, you'll, but I worked out, I ran an extra mile, so now I get a- French fries. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Right. And, and so- And you got to work out because you enjoy the workout, not because you want the body afterwards. Yes. It's the intrinsic reason, not because oh, you so want the French fries. Do. I know. So hard to do, but okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And it, it's, it's exercising that executive functioning. So you almost have to trick yourself almost in those things. Like I'm going to clean my house because I like to clean. I want my house to be clean. I and love it. And then you it. put yeah. a fake smile on and you clean and you're like, okay, that was it's actually not, not too it's bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. I got to listen to my book, whatever. Right. right? Um, positive distractions. Okay. Okay. So the little kids during the marshmallow study would sing songs. Okay. So they, they would still look at the marshmallow, boom, looking at that marshmallow, but they would sing songs cause they, and a lot of the songs were nursery rhyme type songs where they, they recycle. So they, over and over there's no end so they distract yeah so distracting yourself some sort of positive distraction but um where you can move away from it knowing that that thing is still there amazon is going to be around 
you're right. going to click it, right? Right. But maybe you do something positive before you go work out or you go for a mountain bike ride before you buy those things. Okay. So a positive distraction of some kind um, and a healthy alternative. So like if, if we're if we're struggling with um, maybe maybe on Fridays you go out for drinks, you want to stop going out for drinks. Okay. We need to have some sort of healthy alternative. Maybe you join a yoga class with your buddy. Okay. So okay. just an alternate healthy uh, characteristic yeah. or, or skill or whatever. So, something else to, but Hobby. that occupies that same amount of time or that same amount of energy. Okay. Right. And then the last, I want you to daydream. Daydream. You, yeah. Because you know how you daydream about someone giving you a McLaren F1. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so realistically, that's kind of silly. No one's going to drive up to you and give Not you a Not if I daydream car. it enough. <laughs> if you believe in something hard enough, it, it will, will come, come true. true. That is 100%. You know what? I'm going to eat those words at some point and you're going to get a car. I'm, I'm going to drive home with a McLaren F1 one day yeah. and you're just going to shake your head. I'm just going to walk in the house. And you will not get in that car with me. I will not. It's so way too fast. Absolutely not. And but it's old. It's an old car. Anyway, keep it's going. It's a cool car. Um, the big thing with daydreams is it practices our executive functioning. Okay. So your daydream seems unrealistic, Right. right? But by doing so, you're spending a lot of time focusing on that and you're more likely to be able to problem solve how to get that car other than just having someone hand it to you. Oh, so I might say, hey, that car was $300,000 and I don't know how much it is today. Yeah. But to get that, I probably need a net worth of at least $3 million. Yeah. How do I go about getting $3 million? Right. Winning the lottery. Let's go buy tickets. <laughs> no, not the t- oh, no. Not the lottery. Not a- no, okay. it's, a, it's Mr. Roth. Mr. Roth. Mr. Roth. It's Mr. who you have. Mr. Roth. You, it's the guy you have like plastered on your back. That's right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that, but that's the thing is you spend a lot of time fantasizing about that. Therefore you put into, you put into action something. Okay. Makes right. Sense. So it's important that we are practicing our executive functioning and daydreams a very good way to do that. Okay. So those are a lot of steps. I'm not going to repeat them because I can't even remember. But it's, all them. I don't want you to do all of them, but these are ideas of oh. something to add. So just grab a couple of those that you, that you really like, mm-hmm. really focus on delaying that gratification. Your future self will thank you. And it's, and it's practicing. Practice. It's an exercise. It is not that you're just naturally going to go do this. Exercise with it. Exercise. Yeah. Exercise. Get better at it. And as always, build a better you. Thanks, guys.